And now, more fun with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. So, Jeremy, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 yes, I, let's I, focus. Yes. Uh, weirdness <laughs> in the studio aside, <laughs> uh, we, we have to talk about this because I found out about this over the weekend that, did you know, in mm. Tokyo, you can get a little taste of home. Specific, like home. like Iowa specifically. Oh, okay, interesting. There is a barbecue place in Japan. It's called Big Iowa Barbecue. Okay, and I mean it is exactly what you think. It is full of like Iowa home cooking. Like they've they've already put out their Christmas menu. You can get smoked turkey plates with mashed potatoes, festive stuffing, uh, pickles, cream cheese, ham rolls. Oh, they do pickles and cream cheese? Apparently. That's awesome. Uh, Brussels sprouts, glazed carrots, cranberry sauce, and homemade turkey gravy. That'll that'll run you 3,500 yen. What is that in I don't have American any money? Slightest clue. <laughs> okay. Because that sounds like a lot, but I don't know if it is. It's cool, though. Like, I, I think this is this place is... First of all, it's hilarious to me because they've got like an open-air patio, and inside, there's a picture of like a family of stereotypical Iowans. The dad looks like it might be a farmer, <laughs> but he might not be. Yeah. And <laughs> you can get... All your barbecue needs here at the Big Iowa Barbecue in Japan. That's awesome. I this would like if I were in ever in Japan, this would be like my embassy. Mm, mm-hmm. This is where like this or Subway. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if I ever got lost, I would want to know where I needed to go. I would just go to the Big Iowa Barbecue. <laughs> that's where I would hang out until I knew what to do next. <laughs> I feel like you could be their mascot. Could I? You could just sit in the corner. A slightly overweight American. (laughs) You just sit in the corner. People would come up and take their picture with you. Oh, my God. You'd have on, like, Iowa State gear. That's fair. That would just be your uniform. Yeah. So if the whole Disney World thing doesn't work out, you could go be the official mascot of the Iowa barbecue place in Tokyo. Okay. You would probably be famous. You think I'd be a hit? I think so. I think you would... Just take over, <laughs> and it would be awesome. All right. Well, so next time you're in uh, Tokyo, keep an eye out for you big know, Big Iowa barbecue. When you just happen to be in Tokyo, I'm just saying. You know, if, if people were looking for a reason to go to Tokyo, this would be a great photo spot to show the people back home. You're gonna leave. Hold on a second. <laughs> Here's the thought process. I'm gonna spend a ton of money to go to a foreign country. To do the exact same thing that I can do at home? Yes. <laughs> Our thought processes <laughs> and the way we spend money are very, very different. Yes, they are. It's Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. They took it away from me, Jeremy, and I'm not, I'm not happy. Oh, you'll be fine. They took it away, and I think it was just to spite me. You'll be fine. Over the weekend, <laughs> I... Went to the grocery store. Your favorite place. You love going to the grocery store. On certain days, it can be fun. Yesterday, not so much. So strange. Okay. Went to the grocery store, and I was already annoyed because I made the mistake of going 
during the after church crowd. Oh yeah, though that was your own fault. That was that was on me. You did that to yourself. And so I'm already a little, you know, kind of grumpy because it's busy. There's people everywhere. Oh, those church people. <laughs> it's not, nothing against where they were. <laughs> it's just that there was I I was mad at myself for not getting up earlier and going. I'm just saying. Anyway. You said it, not me. <laughs> I didn't say anything. You implied it. You're the one that said the after church crowd made you angry. No. Mm. Gosh, you were so good at baiting me. You were so good. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so I go to, to the checkout. And as you know, I do love me some self-checkout. Yes. Because it's very, it's very cathartic to me. I don't know. It's just very calming. I just I like the idea of just controlling everything. And you get to relive your my glory, your glory days, days of, of, of working at dolls. Yeah, of being I do. a checker already. I do. It is fun. I will admit, having done retail and working at Walmart, it is fun to scan things. The yeah. boop is very satisfying. It very much is. Yes. And so I go to pull into the self checkout lane, and I notice that it's a little more narrow than usual. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's that's a little odd. It's almost as if it's as narrow as the other checking lanes. And sure enough, I look up and I'm like, well, that computer's in a weird spot. And then I realize it's not a self-checkout lane. <laughs> you pulled up to a, I pulled up to the wrong the lane, apparently. Checkout? No, no. I checked the next lane over, which was also supposed to be a self-checkout lane. It was also now a regular lane. They have taken out the self-check lanes from my grocery store. The one oh. and I'm not talking about like the quick grab and go, you know, you have two items or whatever lanes. They still have those. Yeah. I'm talking about for the people who have a full cart of stuff, but they just want to do the self checkout themselves. Yeah. They've completely removed them. And I'm when I tell you that a forty five year old, nearly forty six <laughs> year old man had a conniption in oh, the middle goodness. of a high V. <laughs> I wow. was I was hot. I was mad. Did you say something? I didn't say anything because I'm not going to be that guy. Of course. I really wanted you to go full Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Ivy. And just be like, excuse me. Where am I? Check out I need a manager, please. Bring me the manager. I want to do this by myself. (laughs) Well, clearly, you're the only one. No, but I'm not. Here's the thing. I Uh-oh. I stood there like a lost puppy in front of the checkout lanes, and I saw, and I'm not kidding you, I saw at least two people also walk up to those lanes with a small amount of items, look, and kind of do a double take and be like, oh, this isn't a self-check anymore. And then they had to walk off and go to another lane. But you realize what you just said, people with a small amount of items. I understand that. Some people go with a small amount of items. Some people go with a large amount. That it just, was it the varies. whole point of it. To begin with. No. Yes. The The idea of self-checkout was not that you go through and you scan $150 worth of groceries, even though now that's like two items. But still, that is not why they did it. They did it so that the people who only have five to ten items could do it by themselves and they didn't have to wait in the long line. If you have a lot of groceries, you're supposed to go through the line where there is an employee checking you out. I don't I don't think they ever posted the rules of the self-checkout. So that is implied. Uh, see, no, you can't do that. But yeah, Yes, I'm, you can. Either way, I'm just I'm upset because Target has changed their self-checkouts. They now you can only have ten items. You can't well, now not to say that I was going in there with forty things. Right. But I would have like twelve yeah, or no, fifteen. You can't do that. No. Now it's gotta be ten. And you said other places are getting rid of their self-checkouts. They are. Walmart's talking about getting rid of them. Everyone's talking about getting rid of them because people are stealing. 
and may, and I understand that. I get that. If if that's the reasons why, then it's valid reasons. But people man, are stealing. I'm telling. Maybe they need to come up with a better way to like control it for like the loss prevention. They did. They got rid of them and put an employee there. <laughs> what are you talking about? We don't want to tax your brain too much. The week is just getting started. Sounds dumb. So dumb. Dumb. Dumb stuff. It's time for Luke and Jeremy's dumb debate. I'm going to debate hard how dumb I'm about to be. On 93.3 KIOA. I'm a little embarrassed to say, Jeremy, that we only just this weekend got our trees finally up in the house and decorated and ornamented. Ornamented and decorated. How long ago did you actually get your trees up? They were up. <laughs> they were up a couple days after Thanksgiving. Uh huh. So they've just been sitting without anything on them. Well, one of them is for a week. One of them is a pre-lit tree. Yes. So it's just sat with the lights on. Okay. Another one was bare, completely bare. That was in our bedroom. Mm. And then our we have a third tree this year. This is a new addition to our house. My in-laws. Gifted us a Christmas tree. Yes. A pre-lit tree. However, about a third of the lights didn't work. Right. And so Susan did the mind-numbing task of removing the lights from the tree, and then we're just restringing them with new ones. Because it's still a tree. Yes. I understand. We're not having that argument all over again. <laughs> I I wouldn't have done it. I would have just been like, you know what? Know. Thanks for the tree. We're just going to donate it. You're bougie. You would have thrown it away. It's <clears throat> yes. Fine. So we finally, over the weekend, got everything finished. Everything's lit. Everything's decorated. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I don't know if we would have, if we would have had a real tree, I don't know if we would have been on the same timeline. We might have even waited longer. You can't. No. No. That's not how that works. Because they're just, there's so much more work. Well, First yeah. of all, I don't even know if we would have had it until probably about now. Mm-hmm. Because you want your tree to last all the way through Christmas, and I understand if you take care of it. That's why you water it and yes. you do all the things. You, yeah, you can you know make them last you know four or five weeks. Yeah, but still, it's a lot of work with these real trees. Yeah, but totally worth it. They smell good. They look good. There's no additional fluffing. You don't have to worry about the lights not working. Yeah, you do. Well, not if it's a pre-lit like yours. You just plug it in and hope that it works. No, you, you actually have to put lights on it and you have to do the work to make it actually really pretty. I was really worried you were about to go down the, the road of pre-lit real trees. <laughs> There's no such thing. I understand that. I was so ready to pounce on that. There's no sort of... I'm not that dumb. <laughs> I know you like to call me a troglodyte, but I'm not that dumb. Come on now. I love real trees. My parents have always had a real tree. There are a couple of farms down around where my parents live that we would go get them. But honestly, nine times out of ten, we would just go walk around the back 40 and we would find a tree there. I would always have a real, like, small tree in my room because there were they were just available in the backyard. We did a real tree once, and that was enough to know that we don't need to do a real tree. It's not that you don't need to do it. It's just that you don't want to take care of it to keep it up. I mean, they're, they're a, a bit of a... It is a lot more work. It's a yes. pain. It's a pain yeah. to keep tri- to keep them up. Yeah, it is. And then you have but to deal, it's worth it. deal with the whole, you know, dragging it out to the curb when, you know, and then it's just sad because you feel like you just wasted this tree's life. Unless you find somewhere else you can donate it and they use it for things. What like, are you talking about? Like what? What are they going to use a dead tree for? You can throw it in a pond or a lake and it makes uh, housing for fish. <laughs> 
<laughs> if the fish are already in the water, don't they have a house? No. <laughs> Wait, like... hold on, hold on, hold on. I know we're talking about Christmas trees here, but what the hell? Okay, if a fish is already in water, it has a home. I mean, it's, it's not like there's a bunch of fish like flapping around going, if I no! only had some water. Okay. Think about <laughs> I like that idea. Okay. If only someone okay. came okay. along with a tree. Let me put it in terms you understand. Disney movies, <laughs> okay. where did Nemo live? In the ocean. In an anemone. They lived in the anemone. Anemone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's true. I'm sorry. I'm... Remember, the whole beginning of that movie is that they were trying to find somewhere to live because they needed some sort of cover, and they lived in the anemone. I apologize. I have broken Jeremy. <laughs> She's now just gibberishing uncontrollably. No. Thankfully, our no. engineer is actually in the studio. He can fix you. Just give you a good slap on the back of the head. <laughs> I know. I know. Whatever. We don't want to tax your brain too much. The week is just getting started. Sounds dumb. So dumb. Dumb. Dumb stuff. It's time for Luke and Jeremy's Dumb Debate. I'm going to debate hard how dumb I'm about to be. On 93.3 KIOA. This might have been one of Jeremy's weirdest arguments for a dumb debate. Because at, at one point you were arguing for why you should get a real Christmas tree and at the end of it, you said you could just throw it into a pond so that fish had a home. Yeah, it gives them like a habitat. That's what my dad does with our Christmas tree every year. <laughs> Which is just... We have a pond and he throws them down there and then the fish, like that's their little habitat. The water is the home. No, it's not. Oh, sorry. They need a... a that's a, like us saying we have air, so we just live in air. We don't need houses because we live in air. We can live in air. But we don't need habitats. <sighs> Do you see where you're going with this? Do you say, understand? Say a nemonemonemony again. <laughs> nemonemonemony. Nemonemonemony. So real or fake tree? I'm I'm team fake tree all day. We have three <sighs> fake trees now in real our house this tree. year. And Jeremy's all. <laughs> I'm googling it right now. You're googling it right now. Yeah. Let's see. How exciting! This is exciting radio. I know you're gonna fight me. I'm just gonna prove a point. Five one five two four 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 ninety three three. We want to know: Do you have a real or fake tree? Uh, let's start uh, just south of Des Moines and talk to Kim. Real tree. Yeah. Got to go with the real tree. Now, why do you do a real tree? <laughs> well, it's just kind of a tradition of going and going to the tree farm and picking it out and finding the right one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I like the smell. The smell is the best part. We have a candle for that. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's so this is a family tradition for you then? Yes. Okay. My husband worked at a tree farm when he was growing up, and so we always go back to that same one and pick out our tree. Thank you for the call, Kim. Let's go a little further south of Des Moines and talk to Monica down in Indianola. All right, real or fake tree this year, Monica? This year we have a fake tree. Oh. It's fake. This yeah. year you had real ones up until then. What changed it? Up until now. Uh, the tree farm that we had gone to for years and years and years, um, because of death in the family has changed hands and they're not doing trees anymore. And every other place we thought about going to or anything else, I kind of just pitched a fit and said, no, I don't want that tree. <laughs> I want the tree from my usual place. Exactly. So we ended up going shopping this weekend to look for an artificial tree. Went to a couple stores. We're about to buy a really sad, depressing one. I said, I can't do it. I cannot pay full retail for this tree that I hate. So we went to Goodwill, found a really nice one for sixteen ninety nine. And it still doesn't have lights or ornaments on it because I just am not excited about it. Aww. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like, it fluffed up beautifully. It was probably a, you know, several hundred dollar tree originally. But, man, I just, 
I just can't. It's an unprelit, so I didn't have to worry about lights. So that was the main main thing to shop for. But yeah, eh, it's such a disappointment. I keep looking at it and going, it's just perfect. <laughs> it's a perfect triangle. There's no bare spot to hang the weird long ornaments in. Yeah. It's all just perfect. And and you know, Jeremy, this is our friend Monica who hangs the pregnancy tests from her tree. Yes. You have yes. to at least put those up. <laughs> I, well, and that's the whole thing. The kids are like, Mom, you can't not have a tree. Where will you hang the pregnancy test? Exactly. <laughs> well, the beauty of the fake tree is you can make your own holes. You can just squish it together in certain spots. I, you know, I've already been playing with it thinking, okay, what if I squish these branches flat? And, and then you can just see the ugly insides. And I just sat on the couch last night staring at it like, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Mornings with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Ah, just imagine the sight of turning on your Christmas lights for the year, mm-hmm. looking all Griswold, beautiful out there on the lawn. Yeah. Or you could be like our house and just put the tree up in the window and hope that that's enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's how that works for some of these people. No, not really. And especially when it gets to younger people. In fact, I found this thing that says that three and five millennials... And 41% of Gen Z say that it is important to them to have the best holiday decorations in the neighborhood. Oh, okay. It's going to be all about besting their neighbor for the younger generations. Hmm. And I already know that there's no chance for me in my neighborhood because there is one particular guy who has a yard full of Christmas decorations. He puts them up. Roughly around like the day after Thanksgiving, or at least the like week leading up to it, yeah. but they don't turn on until after Thanksgiving, oh, okay. and then it's just an insane amount of stuff. And I, <sighs> and then like, there's other houses on my street that decorate nicely. They have nice you know lights outside. We tried one year to put lights on a tree out in our yard one year, and mm-hmm. it just it looked so pathetic. <laughs> Mostly because I just didn't commit to it. I needed to commit more lights. I didn't realize an outdoor tree was going to need more than like 200 lights. Yeah, it takes a lot of lights. Yeah. A lot. In fact, uh, there's a few houses around town that are really, really impressive. There is one, and I honestly cannot tell you exactly the address or where it is, but if you are on Ashworth headed towards... The west side towards like is it Grand Prairie Grand Prairie Parkway? Parkway? Yeah, right before you get to Grand Prairie Parkway, somewhere in that area. I feel like if you're at night, you'll know it's you'll coming. see it. There is a house because I fell upon it the other night and was just like, oh my gosh! There is a house that has like the full YouTube Christmas light display. Oh yeah, I'm talking talking Christmas trees. There's a <laughs> piano that lights up out front. The lights are jumping back and forth. And the reason I even noticed it from so far away wasn't because of how bright the lights were. It was because of how bright all of the hazard lights were of all of the cars that were lining the streets to watch this thing. And I want to go back and watch it because it has the thing where you can turn it to a radio station and listen to the music that goes along with it. But driving by it, you're just like... What in the world? <laughs> it is beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. There's a house across the street from Valley High School, also on Ashworth, that is an insane amount of lights. Yeah. And again, you can see this house coming when your 
either on Ashworth or if you're even on Valley West Drive, you can see this house coming from quite a ways away. I just, I don't have the the patience yeah. to put all that up. Well, and it looks like, because I'm looking, there is actually a map in the Des Moines Register of some of the really cool places. Right. And it looks like that one that you're talking about, possibly they... Uh, have it where you can leave canned good donations. Oh, cool. And you can leave letters for Santa. I love that. Like, I love the fact that some of these people that are putting all of this effort into it have found a way to give back as well. Yeah. So you can leave those donations and stuff. See, I so would that's wanna, fun. I would want to do that. But the problem is, is that I live at the end of like a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And I, we, I mean, there's no traffic. The mm-hmm. only traffic we get are people who live there. Doesn't your like quarter of an acre go all the way out to a main road? Uh, no. Oh, no, I thought maybe no, it did. We're surrounded by other houses. I feel like you could probably just put a bunch of stuff up in that quarter of an acre and someone <laughs> would see it at some point, right? <laughs> Will you stop calling it my quarter of an acre? <laughs> I mean, you're the one that's bougie and has all this land. <laughs> put some lights on it. The holiday cheer. When it comes to moving a whole house, it can be a pretty dirty job. There's only one thing that you should use for it. This is a 220-ton house, and it was built in 1826, so it's very uh, very <laughs> fragile-like. You had to be careful with it. They needed to be very careful with this fragile building. Like. Yes. <laughs> hey, he's Canadian. What can you say? I love it. Uh, it turns out it's the Elwood, Elmwood building in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Ooh. 220 tons, this building. It was built in nine, or excuse me, eighteen twenty-six. Originally as a one-story house, they then added two additional stories to it oh and turned it into the Victorian Elmwood Hotel in eighteen ninety-six. And it has stood there at that same corner on Barrington Street for over a hundred years. Well, in twenty eighteen, the building was scheduled for demolition. Oh. And that was before a company called Galaxy Properties came in and decided that they wanted to not only save the building, but they wanted to build some apartments around it and sort of use the old building as sort of the focal point for this new development. And that's exactly what they're going to do. However, there's one sticking point. They need to pour a new foundation for this old building. And That's not exactly easy to do with a building sitting on top of the foundation. So you got to move the building out of the way. (laughs) And that's that's exactly yeah, that's exactly what they did. In fact, they moved it about thirty feet off of the foundation, and they didn't use fancy rollers or anything super expensive. They used seven hundred bars of ivory soap. Wait, what? They lifted. The building off of its foundation, put it onto some metal beams. Okay. And then underneath the metal beams, they just plopped down ivory soap bars. And then using a tow truck and a couple of excavators, they pulled slash pushed the building down the way. And then all the way, they kept putting down more bars of soap and just kept sliding the building down a few feet at a time. Would they have to be wet? Bars of soap to make them extra slippery? Or would that just shoot them out from underneath the building? <laughs> if you've ever tried to like grab the soap bar, you know it just shoots out of your hand. Exactly. I feel like that would be dangerous. If there were 700 bars of ivory soap that just shot out <laughs> from underneath a building, that would be interesting. Yeah, they. I don't believe they got them wet, but if they did... How does that work? Engineering, man, I'm telling you. And who had that idea and went to their boss and was like, look... 
Hear me out. It was actually the owner <laughs> and his son. They got together. The owner and the son of the of the the owner the excuse me of the company that was doing the excavating. Yeah, they got together and came up with the idea, and they decided to use ivory soap because it's the softest of all the soaps. How does that many tons not squish these bars of soap? I have so many questions. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, either way, they said that the great thing about this whole job was that the cleanup was going to be very easy because all they had to do was wash their hands, and it would smell lovely. Yeah. So they had to move the house slash hotel 30 feet over. They're going to pour a new foundation underneath, and then they're going to slide it back over, and then they're going to connect it to these new apartment buildings, and they're going to go all around it. Wow. That's pretty cool, actually. It's a neat idea. Plus, whenever you watch the story, you get to listen to Canadians in their fun accent. That's fun. That is the good news, is what that is. It's Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA.